0: RadioFreeBrooklyn.org
1: the Winslow T. Broadcast Booth. In moderate, the weather is moderate, Bushwick, Brooklyn, I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom. Yes, yes, yes. In the background, you're hearing Bremer and McCoy. Write write me back, guys. Trying to get you on the show. So, uh, everybody, I say guys all the time. I gotta stop saying guys. I got a... I got a big political checkup today. It's brought to you by a man... In Western North Carolina, who I like to call Johnny, because that's his name, and uh, he's been sponsoring the political checkup on race to the bottom for about a decade. And uh, let's let's hear let's hear about him. People say the best place in Western North Carolina get a muffler, a transmission, a timing belt, or a suspension replaced at Johnny's. Why? Because at Johnny's Automotive, they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Come down to Johnny's on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek and get your vehicle fixed right the first time. I know you're ready for
2: some more.
1: Like clockwork, go down and see Johnny on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Ke- Creek in western North Carolina if you need your car fixed or checked or or fixed and then checked to make sure that it's fixed and checked. It's a good dude. So yeah, usually I play a mashup. I, I do some clever wordplay. I talk about life. I got I got this backlog of stuff I need to talk about politically. This is Mayoral May here on the show. We're going to have Chris Mata coming on in about um, a quarter of an hour to talk about restaurant regulations vis-a-vis the health department. Mayoral hopeful Catherine Garcia raised this point uh, uh, in the debate uh, to a question from Brian Lair about what regulations she might ease on New York City restaurants to get them through this troubling time of reopening from COVID. And she said that maybe they would want to let... Restaurants schedule their visits from the health department, and people are like, "What?" Then they'll just cheat. But I used to work in restaurants. Chris Mata is a restaurateur. Would you say he's a restaurateur? Do you do have to own a restaurant. Chris Mata lives in restaurants. Let's say that. And um, I think I think you guys will be pretty fascinated by some of the egregious regulations. I'm usually this, you know, and this will get into my my what in the crap. But I'm usually not like a anti-regulation guy, but I think some context is warranted. This might be a, a place where Catherine Garcia and I uh, have some sympathetic views. And then after that, we're we're going to hear from uh, Rachel C, uh, who hosts Here and Now on this here radio station. She, she helped us out a few weeks ago, break down the political race, and she's going to do so again. But in the meantime, it's time for a segment of the show that I like to call, where the hell is it? I thought it was here. What in here? No item? What in the crap? There. <laughs> I couldn't find the, the thing. That file just conked out. Anyway, this is the uh, the segment. You guys know it. You love it. I don't need to do the whole rigmarole. What in the crap, guys? And you could file all this, this what in the crap. I was kind of trying to think. I have three things to talk about. I've in there, could be filed into uh, masks class and Israel. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to do it. Try to thread this needle here. And you could file I was trying to think on my, my walk here and on, on the, the ride on the subway. How can I bring all these together? And I think you could you could talk uh, you could think about it as as shifting loyalties. Shifting loyalties. Let's let's try to use that as the as the uh, working title of this. What in the crap? Maybe subheading is the enemy of my enemy, my friend. So first thing, masks. So the you know the CDC said uh, vaccinated people don't need to wear masks anymore, which you know is another great step moving forward Yeah, uh Rachel, you're you're still uh calling in at 10:30. I'm just going to talk to Chris uh real quick. Um guys, you can text me. I'll I'll talk to I'll I'll uh, get you right back. Right right on the socials. We got to interact here. So but there was, there's some confusion and some uh some backlash and people trying to stir the pot with some of this stuff people saying well you, well you have people who are kind of nervous about this because you know who's to say that that some uh some jerk's gonna just say oh i'm I'm vaccinated uh, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask yeah i'm I'm vaccinated and he's not right. I was in the elevator with some guy he said uh, i I don't have my mask, but uh this was before the the ruling he said I don't have my mask. should I get off the elevator like kind of trying to be accommodating but also kind of looking for a confrontation. I said it's okay man i'm I'm vaccinated. I had my mask on he said uh Oh, how was it? I was like, what's that? How was it? The, the vax. Was it okay? It's like, yeah, it was okay. I was a little sick after the second one, but it's, it's fine. I didn't want to talk. I knew who this guy was. This guy's a creep anyway. I've, I've seen him around the building and stuff. And so he was like, uh, he waits a little while longer. We're going up on the elevator. He's like, it's, it's just a shame. It's all become so political. Like, yeah, sure. Think that guy's vaccinated? I don't think so. But people say, people say, people say the best place to get it. (laughs) People say, why do you care about it if you're vaxxed? You can't get sick if you're vaxxed, right? Why do you care? These are the same people who said, why do you care if I wear a mask? You're wearing a mask, right? let's uh, they, these uh personal freedom guys just picking things apart right but these guys have been, who've been like rooting against the science the this entire year plus and then and then all of a sudden when the science is convenient they're like hey the cdc man so, suddenly getting uh, the cdc tattooed on their neck It's it's ridiculous. These people are like they they find, they find these little. And I've talked about this before. They find ways to pick away at things. And you know what? It's it's kind of like and no. And they say, oh, so uh, there, there was some person from the CDC at some hearing or some press conference the day before the CDC ruling, and they're like, well, why do people need to wear masks if they're vaccinated, right? And and she had to walk the. A company line on it and then they called her out the next day. What changed overnight? These people are like, if you ever work in a have ever worked at a any job, there's there's the people who are like always trying <laughs> trying to pick apart the boss and the every every little uh inconsistency. Well they said we had to come in at uh, nine thirty, but but then, he, and it's like if you don't, I don't know. Maybe it isn't the perfect analogy because if you don't like the the job, you just uh don't let the door hit you. But I don't know. It's like when people. Maybe this is a better analogy. It's like when you remember when you were in school and the teacher was like. Uh, Okay, well, you know, I guess we don't have time to to, to finish this, but uh, bring it bring it finished uh, for homework. Bring it finished to class tomorrow, and people are like, "Tomorrow's Saturday." <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, they meant Monday, right? You got to give a little bit of a leeway here. We're we're all supposedly in this together, and that's the other thing. People say, why, "Why do you care if you if you uh, if you're vaxed?" It's this like, um, can we we couldn't do anything together this whole past year. People couldn't. We we knew what we needed to do. Avoid big gatherings. Put the mask on. Do the social distancing. And people were so stubborn with it. That uh, you know, half a million people died. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to just be like uh oh well okay. I'm vaxxed, I don't care. That's that's the kind of um a lot of these same people are talking about like uh res- you know, personal responsibility. You can't do anything, man. people just want things to be even Stephen right away right it's the same type of people who uh who are who are like uh yeah I'm not responsible for slavery right with i'm I'm sick of this reverse racism it's like a, use a have a little context in your assessment, right? Which leads to uh this this week that they Hannah Nicole Jones who did 1619 project which is brilliant. And if and if you uh want to talk about the same people <laughs> Who are talking? Well, there were some, uh, a, a few, uh, factual inaccuracies in the 1619 project. So, uh, I, I'm not too crazy about it. These same people, like, uh, thought you could shoot bleach into your veins to, you know. But, uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this because, as, uh, I'm, as, uh, I'm a white dude and as Joe Rogan said, you know this past week i could i could get canceled pretty much immediately the guy who has a 5000 billion dollar spotify contract where he can say whatever he wants for 3 hours a day get white supremacists on there which brings us to this uh race versus class thing still under the subheading of or the or the working title shifting loyalties right a lot of people. Uh, we had comedian John Field on. That was last week, right? Cough button. John Field talked about a lot of times when he's talking politics, he feels like he has the socialist cop talking in his ear. Um. The pure, the purest, and a lot of these, uh, these, like these socialists, and I, I look. I'm pretty. I I might be a socialist as well. I'm not. I haven't checked, but uh, a lot of these Twitter socialists are like uh, getting super into like how we can't. We're 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 focused on race. We got to focus on class. Laser focus, right? So much so that this is. I've I found the dumbest tweet. This is from a while ago. This is from March, but I've had this. In my notes, since March, this this dude his his handle is Medicare for Joel. I guess his name is Joel, but it's like Medicare for all. He said leftists and the alt right have a lot in common, a lot of common ground, especially in the face of imperialist capitalist hegemony. This guy took one. uh, one political theory class in college, I guess. Or he just read Twitter. Both agree that the globalists, what does globalist mean, Medicare for Joel? What's that a code word for? Both agreed that the globalists are running this world. Imagine what we could do together if we joined together. Shouldn't repeat the same word in a sentence twice, Joel. And overlooked some of our minor differences. Man. But obviously guys, you focus on both. I know people uh don't like this kind of vocabulary, but it uh, but if ever the word intersectionality uh applied it would be to uh to our situation right now. Right? I don't know. Which uh, maybe it just doesn't People have things that. Oh, um, here's here's Chris. I knew I knew I needed more time. I'll get I'll get to the rest of those thoughts in a little bit. But let's bring our inner caller. Um, race to the bottom.
3: John, how are you? Hey, Chris how's it Mata. going,
1: Chris Mata? What's going on?
3: Not much. I'm walking around a beautiful Amish farmers market in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, just taking in the beautiful local produce that they have here and they have wonderful meat counters and you know different butchers and different style of things prepared foods. how are you doing
1: i'm doing well man i time is is going really fast time goes fast where i'm sitting in this chair here this uh this broadcast chair i have all these thoughts and i am trying to weave them all together uh but i
3: well, you know why time is going by so fast? It's because of that Winslow tea you're drinking.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, 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 I'm steeping into the conversation.
3: Mm. Um, oh, you're steeping into the conversation. You dog, look at you. Yeah,
1: well, that's theirs. That's there. Somebody got paid oh, okay. $10 million to write that. So Chris, right. I, I wanted well, to have you on because, and it's and it's great that you are at a farmers market right now because we're uh, you're on location, right? Because we're talking about, um, we're talking about these health health department visits, and this is right. May, Mayoral May here on the show, and one of the candidates, Catherine Garcia, floated the idea of having, um, having the the health department, uh, visits be scheduled especially during covid because uh you know when and because she said when a when a, somebody from the health department shows up at your restaurant basically everything shuts down and you lose the whole night of uh receipts basically um and people yeah, I
3: pulled up the article for from uh, the new york post and and her comments and i think that she has a lot of great ideas you know um being somebody who's been working in the restaurant industry for you know upwards of you know 18 years i think that you know a lot of the system is intentionally flawed you know with with the department of health and mental hygiene you know i think it's it's really nothing more than a racket that's been created to to funnel money into the city Mm -hmm. you know and can can you that's the way i i see it
1: can you um Let's let's try to paint a picture for the listener because I don't think I think most people would say, "Oh, health inspections—that's great. We need—we can't get sick, right?" But can you paint a picture right. for what it's like for uh, when you are working at a restaurant and you see that the the health inspector is is there and and what that's like?
3: Of course, you know you can start by imagining it's um, anywhere between seven fifteen and seven forty five p.m. on a Saturday night. You've got 65 tables sat, which means that could be a table of two, that could be a table of eight, and it's time to start rocking and rolling, you know. Um, and you, you, you really can't do that the way that the Department of Health wants you to be doing things is basically that everything has to come to a standstill and you're forced to throw away almost 90% of the prep that you've carefully created the entire day putting, you know, your TLC into that prep because for exist, you know, for example, like, you know, if you're, we're talking about something like, you know, just the grain, let's say like some quinoa and you have that on ice and it is not under 40 degrees, that's, that's a violation. That's six or seven points right there, you know, yeah. and anything after 27 points. So imagine you have, 25 items that are pre-prepped on top of your station and you know you have to get rid of you know 80 percent of that because if they use their thermometer the insta thermometer and they shove it all the way to the bottom where the ice is then the product will be fine and it'll be in temperature but if they decide to just put their thermometer right on the top now you're not you're not in the zone mm-hmm. and you've already started off on the on the other thing is the hot holding the cold holding yeah
1: so like let said, the
3: entire the entire system is set up for you to fail. So let me and the only way that you can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let, let
1: me just try to um try to because I kind of came at this from the outside and then worked in restaurants for for four years or something, and so it was very surprising to me that and, and I went and you had to take your I took my health certification class and stuff. Oh. Um, and but the. The big issue seems to me that they have this idea of the danger zone, right? And the danger right. zone the danger is zone. basically <laughs> the, is, is room temperature, ostensibly anything that's like not Refrigerator level, or not uh, at the level of something being cooked to where you could uh, eat it, like a, a a meat would would need to reach whatever one seventy five or whatever it is, depending on the meat. It's different right. temperatures, right? Sure. So
3: it's, it's above. It yeah. So you
1: know, so they don't want anything 40 in
3: forty for hot holding.
1: They don't want anything in the restaurant that's that's uh, in this danger zone. But the p- issue is that a lot of uh, if you've ever cooked at home right? Things, uh, room temperature a lot of times is your friend, right? Because you don't want something that's like, uh, you don't want to put something in the, in the pan that's freezing cold. Uh, and you, you know, also you, uh, if you're cooking like meat, say you're like cooking a bunch of sausages, what the, the official thing that you're supposed to do is take the sausages right out of the, out of the oven, uh, and, Put them on an ice bath immediately, right? And to get them out of the danger zone as quickly as possible. So you have something that's at 350, 400 degrees and you're trying to bring it down to refrigerator temperature within, you know, and so you keep having to refill these ice baths. It's all this insane stuff that you're, you're supposed to do to right. avoid this danger zone, right?
3: Right. And, you know, what, 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 what happens is, is, now all of a sudden you as the chef, as the line cook, as the business owner, now we're not thinking about am I, am I purveying the best food I can purvey because all you're concerned about with is the danger zone. Yeah. And now I have to get rid of all of this product because I'm going to be slapped with thousands of dollars worth of fines if I don't make this. And it's not about your your station no. not being sanitary. I mean, I've worked in very clean kitchens for – the most of my career I've never been even inside a kitchen that was remotely unsanitary, but their version of what is uncou, you know, yeah. and, and our version is completely different. So, you know, I mean, it it comes down to if you have three or four violations, you know, basic violations, already you're not getting an A. So to get it to get an A is zero to thirteen points. One violation could be up to twelve points alone, you know, and then for b is fourteen to twenty seven and the c is twenty eight or more. If you have more than twenty eight you've already failed yeah, so you know it's it's just it's it, it's unfortunate, and I think that if we if we go into kind of kind of like this the culture of you new way we're coming. And you could schedule an appointment during the day. First of all, why does it even happen during service mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. You know, that's a whole nother thing. Again, it's, it's a system designed for you to fail and then you owe, you owe the, the, the city money yeah. because this is, just, this is just the way... In the city's pocket. It should,
1: yeah. It should be like uh, if it was during the day. I think what most people would care for them is like looking for like mal, like rat droppings or or any signs of like of cockroaches or 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 things. like
3: You know, cross contamination is also a very big issue. You know, are you sanitizing your workstation the proper way? Exactly. But most of the time, in my experience, if you're working in a professional kitchen. There is somewhat of a kitchen manager, a sous chef, a CDC, an executive chef, who's going to be present, who's monitoring all of those things already. So, you know, I think, you know, as a city, it needs to be looked at, you know, especially but just the entire system needs to be examined. And it breaks down to it should be done during the day and it should be pass-fail. What, what do we need, the, you know, all these letters for? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way I, I feel. I feel about the entire situation. But
1: yeah. So back know, to so I think I, I got to get ready for my next thing. So but ba- but back to the that situation you've that you painted. You've got the sixty tables. That it's a Saturday right, at seven thirty. You you dump everything and you you right. you, you get your servers to uh basically ply every those 60 tables with drinks to keep them happy and they don't get their food right. for 2 hours right and they just have right. a miserable and, and you just comp it all right
3: you're you're comping everything for those people most likely half of the people will choose to leave after they've been coaxed to have a few beverages yeah. you know because of the inconvenience like if i was in a, if i was in a restaurant and i knew that the showed up I would probably just pay, I would pay for my cocktails and leave, Yeah. because at that point, you're another thing for them to worry about. Of course, not all of us are in the industry and know that that's, Mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, what happens, but the last thing, you know, a business owner needs is another person to, you know, worry about because then after the inspection is done, the health inspector sits at a table uh, or the bar and it takes them uh, an hour and 45 minutes to write up this report, whether you're going to get an A or not. And it's really not until they sit down with their computer and start doing that paperwork about the report can you really start servicing
2: Yeah, And
3: it's... at any time, if they feel so inclined, they can just jump right back in the kitchen. So you exactly. have to really, you know, a lot of people won't even do it until they're completely out of the door. And now you have to play catch up and most likely you've lost all of your business for the night. <laughs> so it's It's really unfortunate the way that that it's been set up. I do understand it to a certain degree because it was it was keeping people to a certain you know levels of 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 competency with the um you know with with it, with it happening during service but you know it's important to be you know health health conscious it's important to you know to have all of the systems in place you know we don't want to make people sick that's not what the business is about yeah you know but if if you've been in this business long enough and you, I believe that everybody working with food should have to go get their food handler's mm-hmm. license, you know, and cause then, you know, you know, the procedures, you know, the rules, you know, the temperatures, you know what the danger zone is, but, but why over, over exaggerate it to the point where now all of a sudden you're losing business. I mean, especially in, in a, in a world where people are, you know, Hanging on to their businesses for exactly. dear life right now after COVID, you know.
1: Well, Chris, I'm going to have to uh, end it there. We got to get you uh, back on the show soon, and and we go. We got lots of Absolutely. fun stuff to talk about.
3: Absolutely, yeah, we do. I mean, so so many new things with the segue from working in restaurants to becoming a private chef. So yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we could talk about that, or, or anything be, else you want to talk about.
1: That'd be great. Thanks, thanks a lot, Chris. I'll talk to you soon. John,
3: have a great day. Bye.
1: Bye. How about that? How about that? Uh, what the hell is that? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. We're going to bring our next caller in here in just one moment. Do this. And it's time for... Who do you want to win? And who... Gonna win? Race to the bottom. Hi, it's Rachel Cleary. Oh, my goodness. We, we're, phones are lit up today. How's it going, Rachel?
0: <laughs> Good. How are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, so it's, it's time for who do you want to win, who's going to win. Thanks for coming back on the show. We had <laughs> so much that, uh, to talk about uh, back a few weeks ago, and I'm sure it's, it's only built all the momentum since then, Then yeah. this mayoral cool. race.
0: Yeah, so the the field hasn't exactly been too much, which is surprising because that was the expectation by now. So, you know, some a few people might have dropped out. Um, we I, I think the expectation uh, when we last spoke was Scott Stringer wouldn't still be on the ticket, and he is.
1: Not he only hasn't is he gone on the, anywhere. Not only is he on the ticket, but some of the recent polls show him near the top of the uh, pile.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, well, I, you know, I not to like make assumptions about what's going on with those accusations, but I guess um, there were people aren't finding them very credible or he's, you know, we haven't there hasn't been too much news recently about the accusations launched against him. So, I mean, he 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 clapped back a bit initially when he came out
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and there was a debate. We had an actual debate. And uh, Maya Wiley seems to be gaining a lot of momentum since then.
1: Yes, um, Maya is is gaining some momentum. Um, Yang is kind of tapering off a little bit, uh, just also from all the scrutiny that he's getting. Um, oh, and
0: he's he's getting it. Um, you know, he he um, decided to voice his support for the state of Israel, and I mean, not there's there's anything wrong with that, but it. This is New York City, you know, the mayoral race is technically a local election. And, you know, his, his, all the, his fellow candidates kind of said, well, that's, that's an international issue. Mm-hmm. We don't usually go there. So, and, um, uh, yeah. what I was recently reading about Andrew Yang, um, and the source for this is the New York Times, if anyone's concerned about that, is that he has been attempting to court the Orthodox Jewish Mm -hmm. and Hasidic Jewish vote, um, which may have been why he decided to vote his support um, for the State of Israel recently. Um, For any listeners who are unaware, these are large communities which tend to vote in a block, so they kind of vote uniformly. But what I find interesting about this, and and the reason they... they, um, according to this article, um, seem to be favoring Ying is that he's taking a bit of a laissez-faire approach to the um, or attitude to the issues of the yeshivas. Those are the Mm -hmm. private schools um, that members of this community, of these communities, tend to send their children to. And there's been investigations um, into these schools. These are um, administrative investigations. No one's actually physically going into schools. They're just like reviewing a lot of paperwork and making sure kids are actually getting the education Mm -hmm. they're supposed to have. And he's kind of, you know, we, we can let the community take care of that themselves. I'm, what I'm finding interesting about this whole thing, though, is um, New York is a closed primary state. You can only vote in the Democratic primary mm-hmm. if you're a Democrat, a registered Democrat, and vice versa, for, for any party. And traditionally, um, to my understanding, I mean, I haven't checked in all the voter registration records, if they're even checkable. I believe that this is also a demographic that almost always votes Republican.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if they are going to throw their support behind Yang um, as a block, we could see a big shift in the voter registration in New mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. We could see a huge increase in the, in the which could change voter behavior patterns in, in upcoming elections too, because you, I mean, you can change your voter registration as often as you want, but you can, you have to change before a certain date to vote in certain mm-hmm.
1: elections. Mm-hmm. Um, which,
0: and there's, yeah. Which
1: kind of ties back to what I was talking about at the top of the show. Uh, two things. One, uh, we remember, um, last year, a lot of the, oh, I, I can't have, it's so hard to figure out whether what things were last year or when they were with the way time has been working. But in a lot of these Orthodox communities, we had some of the craziest anti-mask, uh, uh, protests, um, and huge support for Donald Trump, uh, so yeah, I it's very interesting that 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 might be um you know, and people talk about single issue voters um you know, with with the Israel thing, I he didn't just uh you know, voice his uh support for for Israel, which I think is a pretty common thing, but he voiced his support for uh the the recent uh bombings in a very unnuanced uh way. Um, which he immediately had to walk back. He was in Astoria, which is a, a very during, um, during Eid, the, the celebration at the end of Ramadan, uh, and got a lot of pushback from a, a, a community that's very, uh, you know, has a, a lot of, uh, Muslim voters. So it, it, and, and after that, he kind of walked it back somewhat, but he, he kind of, uh, he likes to to kind of speak his mind and he's getting into uh speak his mind with not completely well formed opinions he's also yeah. <laughs> gotten some under other trouble uh with with some basic just understanding of the way that the city works this week and people love to point out his his uh kind of errors
0: right and for what I've been understanding um, learning more trying i've been trying to learn a little bit more about yang and just his professional background he hasn't um run not that he's an unsuccessful person at all but he he's sort of i you know he's i don't know where his actual history of creating all the jobs comes from yeah i don't know you know there's been there's been a lot of there's been some reporting on that as well he hasn't actually you know created as many new jobs as he claims he has um other information has come to light about other democratic candidates includes on um, some reporting on Eric Adams and his fundraising habits. They're kind of borderline. They're definitely concerning. They're kind of borderline legal. Mm-hmm. He's a great fundraiser. He's kind of a charismatic guy when he walked into a room, apparently, but uh, apparently, you know, there's a lot of rules about what you can do with fundraising. And he, he's like just tiptoeing the line mm-hmm. in certain circumstances. And, you know, so that, 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 the other news that's out there, but no one has dropped out. The the field hasn't thinned. In fact, on the other side of the aisle, we've got another candidate, Andrew Giuliani wants to run, I believe, um, which gives us Giuliani and Curtis Sliwa, which is (laughs) kind of like Trump and Trumpier. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah people I talked about Curtis Lewa well last you you might you would a lot of people who have watched TV over the past 30 years would not recognize this guy he, they they had him on a lot of like uh like I made the thing of like Sally Jesse Raphael, like a lot of daytime talk shows. He he wears this beret and he was the the garden part of the Guardian Angels. I guess he started that organization in the 90s or 80s when New York was tough and he wanted to fight like vigilante kind of justice. Uh, yeah. And um, but let's not talk too much. Let's. I I do. Do you have any predictions of who might drop out? Maybe McGuire or Donovan. What do you, uh... Um,
0: you know, I if hmm, I want to say it might be McGuire or Donovan. Although I don't see an impetus for do- Donovan to drop out. Um, he he's kind of safe in a way because, I mean, he's he's there's nothing very ex- too exciting about him, but he's nothing. There's nothing too risky about him either. There's been no controversy around this mm-hmm. guy, so I think he's going to hang out and and linger there till the primary and see where he gets. Maguire is another story. Maguire may just say, hey, how much is this costing me and mm-hmm. what's going on here? And so, you know, kind of, or decide to throw support behind another candidate. Um, if Stringer hasn't gone anywhere yet, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's, and he's, you know, he's lost a lot of big endorsements, but, you know, I think Mo- Wiley's going to continue to gain momentum. She got the support of Hakeem Jeffries mm-hmm. recently. Um, so she's, you know, she's, she, I think she's going to continue to gain momentum. Now, who else do we have? Morales. Morales is interesting because she's, she's kind of falling in there into this murky zone a little bit. Um, she, she has, she's with, you know, Wiley. I think gaining momentum, and you know, uh, news and revelations being brought about about some of the other candidates. I don't. I'm not sure how much attention is being drawn to her campaign mm-hmm. right now. So she's kind of. She she may kind of get. I don't want to say glossed over, but kind of lost in, in in all the other information that's out there. Um it's interesting it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Adams over the next few weeks too because I think he's he's very he, he's always very confident in himself but there's more and more and he's he's got endorsements but there's more and more being revealed about him and his personal finances and I don't know if that's enough to sway voters to vote one way or mm-hmm. another um I'm waiting for the yang bubble to burst it's got to burst at some point you know He's been writing on name recognition this whole time, and I, I, you can only do that for so long.
1: So the next pri- the next debate, which the debate did seem to really kind of move the numbers. Um, you know, we, we have, it is the kind of situation where still not a whole lot of people are paying attention. So I think that the debate and then the news after the debate kind of does kind of move things. The next one, I think, is June 2nd. Um, and that's with everybody. And then the following one, uh, is closer to the, to the actual, uh, primary. But that one they say is for the most, the, for like the leading candidates. So that might be, I can't remember when that was like the 10th or the 12th of June. That might actually, um, you know, exclude some candidates who, who might drop out. But I guess when, you know, when it's eight candidates, and when you put your top five with ranked choice voting, maybe there's just no incentive for anyone to drop out.
0: Yeah, I don't think with ranked choice voting, people are going to drop out the way they might have, you know, four years ago. Yeah, I think we would have had way more dropping out by. Now. <laughs> we would have been down at like four by now. No way, not with ranked choice voting. I think it, I think we're kind of coasting right now.
2: Did
1: you? But, but did you watch the debate?
0: I did not watch the debate because I'm not a spectrum customer right now, and I wasn't able to get the live stream to yeah. work on facebook um <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I'm trying to, somebody loan me a login for next time um, so, yeah but uh yeah the the perils of switching the streaming services for your television when we move, we're not doing that again um but yeah i've I've watched some like stuff later, like on youtube and all um i was I was impressed with Wiley i you know, I've I've been impressed with her.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: familiar with her as a candidate, but I can see why sh- people who weren't familiar with her might suddenly go, oh, I I see why. You know, sometimes you need to see people in action. There, You know, there are a lot of candidates in this race that people are unfamiliar with, even though they've been involved with New York City politics for a long time, save Yang. So, you know, actually, this is your time to get to know them. Um, but also speaks to the fact that just how what, – what a tangled web of mm-hmm. New York City policy uh, politics and policy
1: actually is some interesting things from i had um this uh this comedian and really smart guy john field on last week and we talked about the debate but there was a few things that i didn't get to mention so i one one is with wiley she was you know it was on zoom and there's also a push that all all the basically all the candidates want to do the next debate in person and they're trying to work out the rules or how that would work um it was it felt like any zoom meeting that you had a have been on over the the past year um right but wiley did i because wiley you know she's a frequent contributor to m s n b c which uh gave gains her some favor with uh you know or at least some recognition uh with a lot of people maybe some m s n b c haters don't uh don't love that but she does have the um I think she used her television experience of being like on a live feed and having that kind of, uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall kind of, uh, Swagger, uh, which I think, uh, helped her in a lot of the ways she would kind of break the rules of the debate and kind of butt in and, uh, and stick it to, uh, you know, Adams or, or different people. I did see, uh, some people who were turned off by that, but I, I think that, uh, all in all, she, she stood out because she was, uh, not beholden to these like Zoom rules, you know?
0: Right. Well, she understands how to, You know, MSNBC has been having their guests call in via Zoom Mm -hmm. for, you know, for the last year and change, so she's probably familiar with the interface and and knowing how to have an exchange over Zoom in real time and in a quick one and being able to make her points quickly Mm -hmm. and use that in ways that maybe other candidates you know, they haven't had that kind of experience. So that's a that's an interesting observation there.
1: Speaking but, um, uh, speaking of of the Zoom like the Zoom uh, the quality of things, uh, Maguire who we who I floated the idea of him potentially dropping out. You know, he's a he's the um, an executive or a former executive. I guess he's since left from Citigroup. Uh, he's African American and is is I guess one of has is touts himself as one of the you know groundbreaking uh glass ceiling breakers of of the corporate world as as far as his positioning with that um but his <laughs> wifi was i've i need to get whatever wifi he he has it looked his zoom screen it looked like he was on a movie set uh yeah. <laughs> it was crystal clear you know i i'm a teacher if I could get that uh, for my, you know, for teaching my classes, I would be, uh, you know, the I'd win teacher of the year award. I don't know. He
2: th- <laughs> <laughs> he, he all
0: spaces in inequities <laughs> in education and the need for infrastructure and all that. Like he's he used him as the example for why.
1: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know that that a Zoom call could be that clear. It was like HD. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> He's also very interesting um just a kind of a frivolous thing, but he he has this uh he sounds very nineteen thirties in the way that he talks he he likes to talk about business, but he he talks about business uh and he has this kind of like uh yeah you see kind of uh thirties style which I appreciate um just neither here nor there.
0: Imagine a mayor of New York city sounding like that again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He just needs a cigar. Um, yeah. And then, and then Donovan is the, the other one. A lot of people kind of feel like he's a a bit of a a dweeb. He, he ran HUD, which he likes to say. It's kind of like people made fun of Giuliani for, uh, fitting nine 11 into every sentence. Uh, he donovan talk says hud in in every sentence and um you said he he probably doesn't have the incentive to drop out the other thing that people have talked about and they mentioned it in the debate is that he's getting a lot of his funding from his dad so if he's running on on dad's uh dime i don't think he really has very much of an incentive to to uh check the balance sheet either
0: yeah Donovan and mcguire can can financially coast
2: mm-hmm.
1: on
0: this. they don't you know, and they may drop out at a certain point when they see it's just not feasible or it's like, hey, how much money do we really need to spend here or i can I can financially back a candidate i I believe in for the city. I believe Donovan was also also made a gaffe of his own recently when i I'm sure he was just picking a number off the top of his head to make a point, but oh, the number he he picked, you know he was talking about having he was talking about housing and yes. he mentioned so you know, take a look at the let's say the average cost of a home in Brooklyn is one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and people laugh so much mm-hmm. and and really r- sort of tore him a new one. And were are showing him ads of what you can get for a hundred grand in New mm-hmm. York and included like someone's garage. And, so, <laughs> you know, yes. so he's he there, there was an attempt to kind of paint him as being out of touch, which I mean, you are uh, he might be out of touch. Um, but it, that, even that didn't work. So, you know, the usual things that would send people kind of like say, you know, make, have them considering dropping out. It's not happening this year, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, I, I, that might be the rank choice voting. Yeah. Or We've got some really determined candidates who are just like, you know, I, I just, I, maybe they really want to be mayor. Maybe they actually care.
2: Yeah. Um, maybe. Or they
0: think they, they deserve it or they just need it. Like a lot of us, um, need a new job. I don't know. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> yeah. I, it might be what Yang's up to. What, what's Yang doing? Like, he, yeah. he needs a new gig.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, so we've got about uh, five minutes left, and then I have to get ready. To go. It, we are excitingly um, entering a new phase here at Radio Free Brooklyn, as you know, Rachel, where people are starting to come in and uh and do their show live, and uh Joanna uh is coming in to uh, do Crime Talk BK first live show in in more than a year, so that's exciting. I'm gonna get her set up. Um uh, so, so I'm gonna uh, go out with a song in a few minutes. Um, I'm trying to get better at at, at kind of setting up time expectations. Uh, rachel because last week i had this guest and uh he was still talking when the uh <laughs> promos at the hour came on so um maybe we could talk about um i just because both both of us uh were uh interested in stringer before uh, everything came out just kind of talk about uh our feelings now uh Looking back on how the the allegations were kind of handled by the media, whether we think that it's um, it, it's that people don't care about the allegations or that they were flimsily uh, sourced, what what are your what are your thoughts on that?
0: That that's really interesting. Kind of has some mixed feelings. Um, I don't think it was. Uh, I mean, some play, you know sources wanted to compare it to Cuomo, and I don't think the Cuomo allegations. I I don't think that's fair. Because this is one individual versus several. And, in a, you know, um, what was interesting in this situation is that the Stringer campaign, um, and the facts were backed up, I believe, by New York One was the source. might be wrong on that one. Um, found evidence of a connection between the accuser, who Stringer says was someone he had a relationship yes. at one point. You know, with a a, a while back. He's not saying nothing ever happened there. Um, it was a long time ago. He said, there's a connection. They connected this woman to the Yang campaign.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where I mean I read that one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. Now the Yang campaign has said no, she doesn't work for us and that. But of course, also how many people work on any given political campaign? Andrew Yang doesn't have to personally know this person. This could be a volunteer. This could be you know. There's so many ways in which a person contributes to someone's campaign. There were some records of her filing some official paperwork on behalf of the Yang campaign mm-hmm. and some other people were running for other different offices within new york city so it it becomes a little bit suspect i think Stringer, or stringers campaign i should say because it's never just one person alone did a really good job of of pointing out i don't want to say discrediting the accuser but saying hey here's an alternative motive
2: mm-hmm. yeah There's- and then there that, was and, also it and got
0: really quiet after that. Mm-hmm. There was no, and I mean, there was a huge call to like for him to drop out. All of these
2: you mm-hmm. know
0: endorsements were pulled, and that, and he immediately came back with something that's like, "Hey, this is her. Her here's a reason that this here's here's a possible motive for her to do this, and to do this now."
1: There was um, also reporting point. in the in the Intercept, and also a a really kind of uh interesting more of an op ed in the nation uh both kind of more left leaning uh publications kind of uh call, calling for us to to think a little bit more about um how these allegations are leveled and also saying you know if if this was a pattern, maybe we would hear from from other other women that that stringer had had done similar things with uh, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, and it will be really interesting to see how this plays out and whether he can garner kind of get get some of his support back.
0: Yeah. Um. He, you know, I'm I'm real big on let's believe the accuser, mm-hmm. whether yes, male or me female. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but I was a little surprised by how suddenly quiet it got around this. I mean, mm-hmm. we we people really jumped all over him to to. Drop out immediately, which I thought was a little harsh right away. It was kind of like, okay, let's give this 24 hours and see what, what uh, is revealed to us, if anything. Um, but it, I, so I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't jump. I wish we didn't, whoever it is, I wish we didn't jump all over everybody all at once, but I'm sort of surprised that it got so hush hush. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, are we giving her enough of a voice right now? I'm not sure. Um, or or is, is it, are things quiet because, you know, she, she's not perceived to be, um, her, her accusations are perceived to be maybe, I don't want to say not credible, but maybe this, this is more, this, this isn't the kind of situation that calls for somebody to drop out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this, this was a. I, I don't like to use words like misunderstanding and these yeah. about to describe these things, but I don't have a better word for it right now. Like a long time ago, things went too. Oh, like I don't, I don't even want to go there with the language. Yeah, using, you know what I mean. It's kind of like no, this is not this. This may not. Re- what happened doesn't reach the level of assault, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess that's a fair way to put it. Without it's undermining what anybody went through.
1: I appreciate <laughs> you know I, mean? I yeah no I appreciate oh man, I was you, like stepping. <laughs> you t- No it's good, I think no it's it's good because you know you're you're trying to uh um portray the how it's complex and I I think that that's what we sh- we should be doing um I got to let you go and get ready for okay. Crime Talk BK thank you so much for doing this again uh Th- Rachel
0: Thanks for having me on
1: All right bye
0: have a good one
1: All right Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK. I'm John Reed. This is Mayor May. We got comedian John Field coming back next week, and if you've listened to the whole hour, you know I wasn't done with my thoughts with my political checkup. I'm going to finish that up next week, and then in June, we're going to take a break. I mean, we'll obviously do uh, brief mayoral checkups, but I want to do some music. I've got some fun shows kind of Um, planned out in my head and some good guests so if you like what you're hearing stop by the website and drop us a couple dollars you can sign up for the newsletter you can download the app for your Android or your iPhone all the good stuff go to cityrunningtours.com slash New York City run around the city learn its history they helped support the show. And uh, have a good week, guys. Peace.
4: Now me and baby got this situation See brother got this complex occupation And it ain't that he don't have education Cause I was right there at his graduation